0: Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom
1: and Sean. Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides.
2: And that is Tom Sides. How's it going big man?
1: I'm doing all right, man. Just enjoying the lousy weather here in Halifax and having a nice lazy Sunday. Yourself?
2: Uh, Nothing too crazy, to be honest. It's pretty rainy here as well, so just kind of winging it, seeing what the day holds. It is Father's Day, so I have plans to go visit with my dad later on today, which is always a good time. Um, Nothing too crazy, though. Just chill Sunday, which is good.
1: Nice. You got the the big Father's Day plans with your dad later?
2: Yeah. Did you not catch that?
1: You kind of broke up, but it. I, I got father and then I didn't know what you were going to say with that. But I just, I was able to carry on.
2: That's too bad. <laughs> there is more to that sentence. We're having slight technical difficulties this morning, just in case that sounds chopped as fuck when it comes out to the people.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, nothing crazy, though. Just enjoying the, enjoying the day, go see my dad, that kind of shit. Nothing too yeah. crazy.
1: Do you do, like, dinner, or are you uh, just going in for a cup of coffee, shoot the shit, and then make your way? Yeah, I
2: think just cruising in for a coffee for a visit today.
1: Right on. Nice.
2: Yeah, nothing too crazy.
1: Nice. Right, so I like to do, like, especially works on, like, a day like today. I like to, like, watch movies that make me think of the old man. Just do, like, simple stuff. So I started the day with... um tombstone and if i can make it to godfather later that'd be a good good choice
2: we've talked about that before how the godfather is a movie that reminds you of your dad a lot hey
1: it was the last movie i ever watched with him nice yeah like i've made you
2: watched it often with him or was it just that you watched it last together we watched
1: it last together but it was one of his favorite movies and he wanted to show it to me forever and like i watched them all with him at one point But when like it was looking like it was looking like not like a um not looking good, we made a point to watch The Godfather together. Just like one last time. So so yeah, yeah, no, I try to watch The Godfather on either Father's Day, his birthday or, you know, something like that.
2: Nice. Yeah. I moments like I was thinking about that because you kind of mentioned it to me pre-podcast about Tombstone and just the movies in general that remind you of your dad. And I'm like, I know for me, the good, the bad and the ugly, Clint Eastwood, that reminds me of my dad because I must have watched it like 15 times. Every time it was on TBS early in the morning, I'd wake up and he'd have it on the TV and we'd, I'd end up watching it with him. Yeah. But, but there's other movies too, like. Blood sport is another one. I remember a very vivid memory of being a kid and my mom being like, you can't let the kids watch that. Like Sean, especially it's too violent. Mm-hmm. And then him letting me watch it. And then me breaking a window later on that day and him being like, dude,
0: what the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just certain things like that, that, you know, you and me are both so connected to movie watching and stuff. Like we obviously get it from somewhere.
1: Yeah. And like another one I would do is like, uh, any Sean Connery bond, i'll probably like i would like to watch today is uh like i could do any of them but like goldfinger is the one that stands out the most that's a
2: good one i was thinking that in my yeah. head my dad owned all of those on vhs so i it was something our dads probably could have easily watched together right yeah it's kind of funny yeah
1: so i know we had a whole bunch of them on vhs like we had we had like seven of them they were came in like this little like collector's edition pack all connery bonds it was yeah goldfinger you only live twice uh diamonds are forever thunderball and like a few other ones and like between thunderball and goldfinger those those are my top two with sean connery and i can always kind of like revert back to being a kid when like i don't know like it looked better then because like obviously what those movies were done in the 60s 70s
2: yeah, so, I haven't watched any of those since I was a kid, so I'd be really curious to see now. It worries me a little bit when you're saying they might not hold up as well as they used to. Well, it's it's just like
1: it's like a visual thing, right? It's the, like, how effects have changed, so you can see how things were done, and, like, Bond was cheesier then. Like, it was, like, every woman had, like, an oddly sexual innuendo as a name, like Pussy yeah. Galore and Goldfinger but makes sense i i don't know like the cheesiness of a lot of it is what makes bond so great as well so
2: yeah it was like making fun of something you know ultimately right well
1: i don't i think they took themselves seriously because from what i understood about like all of the campy stuff from like the 60s and 70s that's just what they thought entertainment was like i'm not sure how much of like batman 66 you saw but like all of it, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but none of that was supposed to be a comedy. And yeah, I've heard that. And it's but fucking it, hilarious. Just the
2: style, yeah, and it is like you watch any movie from the '60s, and it has that feel to it of like overacting to us, where we're like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's the other thing I enjoy. Like, I think Sean Connery, as far as where like the bonds go, was like the most debonair. Um. Yeah. But like you know, something can be said about Pierce Brosnan, Daniel Craig, all of Roger them Moore
2: at the time, right? They were all chosen for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm. And like I did like a Bond marathon a couple years ago, I found all the Bonds on Blu-ray, and I just went, and they were like on sale, and it was like all of them, the exception of like the last one, I think that Daniel Craig did but fuck
2: yeah i haven't seen that one either i don't think yeah i don't think i've seen any of the daniel craig ones to be honest you're
1: missing out man they're pretty good quantum of solace isn't the best one but like casino royale is a strong start skyfall is really good um like they're all like and then like the last one's fucking dope yeah
2: Yeah. i'll have to check it out i'm not like With sometimes with movies like that, I know they're there. You know what I mean. I will get to it eventually, but uh, it's nice to know they're there too because it'll be a solid, you know, many hours of watching, which is always nice.
1: Yeah, they're classic films for a reason, and that's what I like about them. Like, they're all on the Crave network, so all I gotta do is like throw on Crave and just like pick a Bond movie, and like, like it also makes me kick myself for fucking owning them on Blu-ray, just like. They're right there now. Like, like movie yeah, co- that's a lot of Movie it. collecting has kind of gone by the wayside for me now because literally everything is available somewhere.
2: I know. I had the same talk actually yesterday with someone just say, saying like, I had 300 VHS. I had close to 300 DVDs. I was looking at Blu-ray being like, well, I guess I'll have to start buying those because they're going to start releasing movies only on Blu-ray and not on fucking DVD. But then it hit me and I'm like, I don't want to be seventy years old and be like, oh, I got to go pick up the new XJ seven three two one and start a new room for that collection. I guess ha 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 ha. Because mm-hmm. every two three years they're going to release something new. Mm-hmm. Now the way everything is evolved into um, streaming, like you said, it's there is certain things that you need a hard copy of, like clerks. I'm not getting rid of my clerks. No, you know, I have like ten year anniversary all-inclusive set where it has like the four different movies that were made of clerks in four different ways kind of and i'm never gonna relinquish that i don't care how much i have to carry that shit around with me my whole life but it's just one of those ones where i'm like i'm keeping it. well like
1: that's the thing too like with owning it you get the special features right and that's the thing yeah which was nice which you don't get when you buy something like online or whatever and, like, the, the other thing, no. too, is just, like, everything's available for rental for, like, a, a reasonable fee nowadays. Like, you can rent yeah. any movie for, like, five bucks. And that's yeah, that's weirdly much. okay with me. Like, if I really had a hankering. Like, there's a movie I'm, I've been craving, and my dad loved it, too. It was called uh, Small Soldiers. You ever see that?
2: I did, yeah. That with was a the, good movie. With
1: Tommy Lee Jones as uh, one of the toys. And i am ultra emissary the Golkenites. i
2: haven't seen that in fucking eons either but i'm sure it was it was a decent and i
1: think it'll hold up too like part of me really wants to fucking watch that like i just like you know you you go through like the rolodex of like movies you haven't fucking seen in a while and you're just like holy like i haven't seen small soldiers in i don't even know how long and i had that on i had that on vhs and the, oh and cool that,
2: so it's one of those ones yeah. it's very familiar yeah
1: and it was just like <clears throat>
2: it's fun running back the classics
1: yeah it was such a cool fucking movie and it was like I like those movies that is like they're made for kids but there's a, it's adult enough that like the parents can enjoy it too and that's what that was like yeah like Phil Hartman's in it that fucking movie
2: it is fun those
1: yeah you had Phil Hartman Jay Moore like you have like a who's who of SNL alum uh, Dave David Cross is in it um Just like so and Dennis Leary. So like you have like the adult star power of the nineties of people that like your parents would enjoy. And then it brings in like Tommy Lee Jones, but then you bring in the concept of fucking toys. And I'm pretty sure Kirsten Dunst is in it. I think that that's right. I think she's a love interest, if not some other lovely blonde girl. But um it the point is it's just like there's enough to bring like the whole family together, or at least a father and son together to enjoy that movie.
2: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It's nice uh, when they can do that. It's fun going back and watching stuff produced in the nineties. I actually finally got around to making crystal watch the first two episodes of Buffy. Nice. And it's just even, even for me, it's been a while since I started this journey. I'm going to make her watch all of it now that we've begun the, the trip, but it was you know, just one of those shows where you're like, I've watched it so many times, but now at the age I'm at, it's I haven't watched it this age before. So it's interesting coming in and like seeing the way it was filmed and just like, I'm like, oh, look, it's a little different than I remember it last, which is kind of funny, like nothing to do with the dialogue, but just like the visuals. Mm-hmm. Film has changed a lot, even in the TV shows that we watch nowadays, the way that it's produced, the way that it's filmed, the scenes like are recorded in such a different way than they were even then. Yeah. So it's been a blast from the past to just be like, yeah. I've
1: always found that Buffy held up. Like, always fucking oh, yeah. held up. like I-
2: The dialogue is consistently awesome, which is mm. good. Like, very well written. We've talked about it many times, but it's just fun to start something over again. And I'm not in a rush to get through Buffy. You know what I mean? It's We've watched uh, the two episodes this past Saturday mm. here, and... It's just one of those things where you're like, yeah, this is going to be a fun journey. How'd she like it? She was into it for sure. It was kind of funny because we were at the cabin and uh, I said to her, like, we finished watching. It was getting late. We turned it off and it was bedtime. So I I had to pee. I was like, I'm going to go pee. You can head upstairs and I'll meet you up there. She's like, you think I'm fucking heading up there by myself
1: after watching
2: vampire shows? (laughs) It gave her that. Creepy feeling inside of her where she's like, I don't fucking think so. I'm waiting for you.
1: Which was pretty funny. Because it's just like enough too that it's like not that scary. Although they do have some episodes like Hush or the. Yeah, it's called Hush, I think, the episode, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Where they don't speak and those fucking. Whatever they are, the gentlemen. Yeah, they're are creepy as hell. So. Not just them, but like they're little minions in undone straitjackets holy fuck, like just enough to make you go, I'm not going outside at nighttime today. Nope.
2: For sure. Even like, uh, not even that, like that is one of the scarier, creepier episodes by far that we both love. But every episode, it has those moments where you have like a a teenager walking through a dark area all by themselves and there's creepy crawlies jumping out at her. It can give you the willies a Mm. little bit. At least make the hair stand up almost once in every episode where you're like, you know, especially for someone who hasn't seen it and someone of the 90s who can get right back into that type of film, you know, you forget that it's 30 years old or however old it is. You're just watching it, enjoying it, and then, you know, a body falls out of a locker and you're like, holy fuck, like, where'd that come from, right? I,
1: I remember getting into Buffy, like, as, like, in my 20s, because I watched, I watched it here and there as a kid, but, like... I was a bitch when it came to fucking horrors. So like, there were some yeah. episodes I could do, there were some that I couldn't, and like, it was weird to me that it was on YTV, where yeah. like it's all kids network, and like you had yeah it was them. legit scary, right? Yeah, we had It Still them.
2: holds up, like I said, it gave Crystal the heebie jeebies, and it's fucking
1: yeah. Like to this day, I can't watch. Are you afraid of the dark?
2: Yeah, just not your cup of tea. I just
1: like well, see the thing is, is like I've gotten more more into horrors. As I've gotten older, like, when I dated Bailey, she had this effect. She loved that shit. She loved horrors. So, yeah. when you date someone, you kind of gotta let them enjoy their own stuff. And, of course. So, she opened that door for me, and I found an appreciation for it. Like, I always liked monsters, but I didn't like horror. Like, yeah, I could watch like Frankenstein and be like, alright, I'm cool with this. Like, monsters I got, but, like, demon possession and like all that shit yeah like, got to me Ghosts yeah yeah and all that
2: fucked up yeah. shit yeah but
1: but as i got older like i'd still like i'll still get into it every so often like like i'm terrified to shit to watch annabelle because that like that's two fucking nightmares for me for one porcelain yeah. dolls scare the shit out of me
2: well yeah especially like with your history with them right <laughs> like they literally used to fucking move on the wall behind you when we started recording this podcast so i totally understand that yeah. creepy fucking shop of horrors that that room was
1: and speaking of what great fucking movie that is yeah little shop of horrors
2: i thought you'd like me referencing that in past. i've
1: been i've been <laughs> wanting to watch that forever and i have a copy of it on dvd like at my mom's place but like i haven't fucking seen that movie Anywhere on streaming, and I want it so bad. I just want to watch it so badly. It's yeah. not even available to rent on like Apple. I'm just like, for fuck's sake. I on.
2: haven't seen that in fucking eons, 25 years probably. And it, it would be nice to re watch that.
1: And it's underrated too. Like a star studded cast. You got Steve Martin, Rick yeah. Moranis, Bill Murray. um
2: it, it was that era of like the comedy specialists making a movie, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you, household names obviously all of them and yeah and, the and
1: you just like have a good time watching it and it's like a musical and it's cheesy and it's a fucking man-eating plant
2: yeah I love revisiting that it's funny like talking about horror I went to a garage sale out at the lake this weekend We when we were out there we, uh, we went to the farmer's market and they had some tables set up uh, inside a hall and they had VHS movies for 25 cents a piece mm-hmm. and I Shouldn't have, but I was like, oh, fuck. I'm pretty sure I can take these and I'll probably sell them at some point for a couple dollars a piece instead of 25 cents a piece because mm-hmm. horror movies are the ones that are most collectible. But I picked up The Thing, Nice Army of Darkness, Nice, um, a- the first alien movie, like the first release VHS, which I thought was super cool. And what the hell is oh, Species was the last one. I've never just like
1: a- I've never seen Species.
2: No, it's a good fucking movie. It was I there was like species 1, 2, and 3 and I watched them all and they were they were worth watching. I'll say that. I have no idea how they held up because the last time I watched it I was probably 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But at the time that I watched it, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's good. I can dig that."
1: Do you still have a VHS player? I do, yeah. Okay, so you I
2: actually sold it all when I sold all my VHS and then I was at a place where people were throwing them away. And I was like, fuck, I'll take one just to have it. And I knew that I'd bought some VHS recently. Like, I still own the original three Star Wars and the original three Indiana Jones on VHS. I have them just stashed somewhere. Like, it was hard to throw those away. And I you can't really sell them because they were so mass produced. But I was like, fuck that. I'm holding on to these bad boys. Mm. And yeah, so now I have four more horror movies. And I'm like... Like I said, I'll probably end up turning them over and selling them to some other collector who will be like, "Fuck yeah, it's the Holy Grail." Because I I stopped collecting VHS for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. but it's—I wasn't gonna let it go to waste or rot. You know, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Those fucking those fucking movies are so great, and I like my first taste with them. Like we're on VHS. Like I would love to have, I would love to have the original version of them that I had on VHS, mostly because like. Uh, the only way that you can watch them is now, like, with all the added fucking shit that they did later. And then, yeah. like, also the fact that I missed the song "Yubnub," Like, at the end of Return of the Jedi, when they, their victory, and they have this completely cheesy song in the background instead of the song that's sung by the Ewoks. At, like, which would make fucking sense. You're having a party with the Ewoks celebrating the defeat of the Empire. And then, like, yeah, they have their own fucking song. And I loved it i think everyone loved it and then like george lucas goes yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and take this away and put in this piece of music by john williams because he's an artist like fuck off like i would love like i like ever since i was a kid like i would even sing yum as a fucking kid because it was the best
2: that's funny it's crazy looking at things the way uh, we experienced this recently with star wars in particular but the way that things are received when they come out as opposed to how they're perceived later on in life you know what i mean like everybody fucking hated certain characters and then late years later there's not as much hate for them and there's a little bit more love for them you know Mm -hmm. that's kind of interesting like anakin skywalker obviously you know that clip recently when he did not appearance with uh Disney and everybody cheered for him, and he was just kind of taken aback by it because yeah. when it came out, it, it, he was hated. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's nice to have those moments when time changes people's perception of things.
1: Yeah, and it's it's good for him to have that redemption too. Um, and I think it happens a lot more than you think. Like, like, like the demand that everyone wanted Ben Affleck to stay as Batman, right? Like, yeah. Or the the outrage when Henry Cavill lost his job as Superman no one like the internet hated the first man of steel which i find ridiculous because i thought it was a fucking badass flick very violent yeah and and like much better than the last superman movie like superman didn't punch anybody in the last movie like he this is where he's full-on fights fucking zod and then he gets forced like i got people got upset that he had to kill him but fucking zod didn't give him a choice and then he had yeah. to like do that thing and then feel the pain of taking another life and to know that he will never want to do it again. I fucking love that movie. And then I even enjoyed I enjoyed the director's cut of Batman v Superman much more than I enjoyed Batman v Superman. But I don't know
2: that I watched the director's cut of that. If, Was that it, a thing? Yeah, you,
1: you if you bought the if you bought the Blu-ray, you got the director's cut. And I will say that there's a bunch of movies that come with a director's cut, and the director's cut is always better. I don't understand these Hollywood movies that just don't, like, let the directors and all this stuff do their thing. Like, I even watched, like, a an extended version, director's cut version of the Blues Brothers, and it makes it such a, mu- mu- like a much better movie.
2: Really? Yeah, I remember that, like, specifically referencing our VHS You know, you'd get a VHS, but then you'd see the VHS with director's cut at the top, and you knew that that was going to be the fucking bomb. No. You know what I mean? Like, Reservoir Dogs director's cut was way fucking better than Reservoir Dogs theatrical release. Yeah. Because they had to tone it down a little bit because it was pretty fucked up, and certain scenes were shorter, and certain scenes were left out, and uh, Tarantino or whatever, whoever, whatever director at the time had that opportunity to show the movie more so closely how they wanted it to be Mm -hmm. seen as opposed to how the theatrical release was. And it was a cool-ass to see one of your favorite movies, Mm -hmm. and you're like, whoa, that's a lot different than I remember. You know, it's cool.
1: Yeah, there's like this pandering to studios so they can sell the movie, which I kind of get because you want, like, you're investing so much money. But like sure. I just I'm all for letting the artist be the fucking artist. Like my big issue oh, yeah. with like all this all the DC movies that have always been to come out, I find that they've never had someone DC related enough involved to go like hey, this is fine. They're doing the right thing. Please shut up. Like like Kevin Feige is that guy. Kevin Feige from Marvel is the guy to go like no, no, no. Trust me, I've read. I've, I'm a big Marvel fan. Like at his base, he's a fan, so he's going. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You're right to do this, Disney. They're right. They're doing the right thing. Trust the process, and and For like sure. I hope that's the way things go. Now that James Gunn's involved, because he hasn't made anything that I have disliked. Uh, when it comes to yeah. Marvel or DC, I, I haven't disliked a damn thing he's done. I think uh, him at the helm. It's a good thing. I like that he's doing the new Superman movie. And I'm excited to see what he does with the new DC Universe. Um, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited to see The Flash, mostly because I'm excited to see both Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton return as Batman. So,
2: yeah, it should be interesting. When is that coming out? It should be soon, isn't it? It's this
1: month. Nice. Yeah, like, there's there's three fucking movies I need to see in theater this, this month. And that's Across the Spider-Verse, Transformers, uh, Rise of the Beasts and The Flash. Nice. Yeah. So, I'm excited.
2: Um, I was going to ask you, switching gears a little bit out of that world that we fell into there. Um, did you see what was going on in Vegas this week?
1: The big Stanley Cup win?
2: No, not that. Who gives a fuck about that? Um the alien <laughs> sighting. Supposedly some teenager filmed some kind of alien interaction in their backyard. There's a bunch of videos on the internet about it. I, Supposedly a crash and then a couple of talls that were walking away from the site.
1: <laughs> and a couple of talls. Um yeah.
2: Did you catch that at all or no? No,
1: this is all news to me. No.
2: no uh slipped past you. Yeah. I, yeah. It's funny there's a lot of weird internet. Uh, I, I was too UFO alien thing. Going on right now. I was too
1: focused on Vegas winning a cup.
2: Yeah, who gives a shit? I I do. It's It's old news. It's like the least watched Stanley Cup final ever. No one gives a shit. It's just, oh yeah, okay, they handed it to Vegas. Cool. Uh I don't think they
1: handed it to Vegas. No, I'm just fucking around. You're so bitter. You eat bitter biscuits. Yeah. Your team gets smacked around. Be a hockey fan. Just enjoy the sport. I know your team's not there.
2: Yeah, I'm a hockey fan. No, you're but an I Oilers only fan. Ride with one no, no, no. Team.
1: You're an Oilers I'm fan. Not you're not a hockey fan. Yeah, I'm
2: a loyalist. Yeah. I'm not a turncoat. Yeah. I cheer for one team and that's it. Yeah. Fuck Vegas. Fuck their stupid. I know, but Vegas watch hockey and enjoy <laughs> the
1: fucking game.
2: Yeah, hockey's fun. I like hockey yeah. team Canada, Edmonton Oilers, and that is all. Yeah,
1: if other teams play, I don't, I don't care for them. Exactly. <laughs> my team didn't make it, and I get all bitter biscuits about it. No
2: bitter biscuits. Just I'm a loyal fan. Yeah, I'm not a turncoat. I'm not someone who's like, oh, my team's out. I guess I'll go jump on board with another team no, and just. Love I don't.
1: Them I care. didn't care who get won. Money. I just enjoy hockey.
2: I did watch the last like five minutes of the game because I can't believe you know how I know that there's some fucking weird shit going on. Yeah, there was like ten seconds left in the game. They had way too many fucking men on the ice. No penalty called.
1: Yeah, but that's
2: like, are you fucking kidding me? Like six, seven seconds left. There's like twenty guys on the ice. No fucking penalty. Wasn't like, this wasn't it like nine three? Yeah.
1: Who gives a shit, Sean?
2: <laughs> Rules. Of no, rule, Sean.
1: I know, but like, is it? That two minute penalty with six, seven seconds left, is that going to fucking change the outcome of the game?
2: It could have.
1: No, it was not.
2: That's funny. Yeah. No, it's cool, though. Congrats to Vegas. It's nice to see a team that had never won the cup win the cup before. Yeah. It's good for the sport. It's good for Vegas, too. Like, how much, how awesome would that be? Like, we saw everybody was like, a team will never succeed in Vegas. They get their fucking team, the fans show up. You know, mm-hmm. Vegas seems like one of the funnest places to see a game because they just know how to fucking party in Vegas. They know how to show support for a team in Vegas. And then they get rewarded within, what, six years, is it?
1: Uh, Something like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think within six years. And fuck, how cool would that be to be a, a fan? You know, you showed up, you're like, we we want a team here. And you fucking show up and then you get your cup. Like, how awesome would that be for you? Uh, I don't know.
1: Col- team, Colorado right? did it in their first year.
2: Yeah, that's fucking impressive. Oh, that's so funny, fucking
1: Quebec. <laughs> Colorado did in their first year. Granted, they had a fucking stacked team and Patrick yeah. Wang but you know, the, the fucking a speaking of Avalanche, uh you you're going to hate this, but uh, a f- former student of mine got me a uh, Avalanche jersey. Nice. Guess who's that's on ridiculous. Guess who's on the back? Sakic No. Forsberg? No. Raw? No. gog Bork. I got a Ray Bork fucking Avalanche oh, nice. jersey. Which is, like, that was a collector's item for me. Because, like, you know, like, I've always said, like, it's not about the team, it's about the player. And, yeah. like, Ray Bork is a fucking legendary defenseman. And I'd rather have his uh, as an Avalanche jersey than him as a Bruin.
2: Yeah, he, he's an, a Hall of Famer for sure. He is
1: a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. actually.
2: I know. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's a fucking hell of a player for sure. Yeah. It wouldn't be a bad one to have right up your alley of having multiple jerseys of multiple teams, right? Yeah.
1: But again, it's not about the team. It's about the player he played on. Like, the the player. Yeah. So, like, like, growing up, like, you... Like, my dad would, like... To teach me my position, he'd make me focus on certain players. So, like, I wouldn't. The Canadians would play the Bruins, be like, You see Ray Bork here? You see what he's doing at the point? See, see, like, that was his way of like coaching me, of just like, See how the fucking pros are doing it, Thomas? And like, I'm like, Dad, I'm fucking nine. Like, can we?
2: It's too bad none of that sunk in. It would have been awesome if you could have been a successful hockey player. Yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, sorry about that.
2: <laughs> I was fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool, though. It's interesting with hockey. It was a Edmonton gave Vegas their toughest challenge in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice to see the cup, the team that beats you out is the team that wins the cup, which has happened to Edmonton twice in a row now. Mm -hmm. You can at least take some solace in the fact that we were beat by the champs. You know, what do you do?
1: I do find it disappointing that the Stanley Cup final isn't as competitive. And I find that happens in a lot of, like, in a lot of the sports franchises nowadays. Like, the Super Bowl. Yeah. um, At least this year was pretty competitive. But on the whole, lately, it's never been that that competitive. Yeah.
2: Um, It's weird the way the system works. Sometimes the best doesn't play the best. And I wish, like, hockey, and my dad's been saying this forever, but I wish that... It was the top 16 teams. It didn't matter what conference you played in. And 16 plays one, and so on and so forth. Because then you can have an East Coast versus East Coast championship. You can have a West Coast versus West Coast championship. You'll get, theoretically, the two best teams in the NHL playing each other. Whereas now with the current bracket system that they have in place, you might have the two best teams playing for the conference final as opposed to playing for the... You know, championship. No, and
1: I agree. It's a bit flawed. Like, it would be better to have the top 16 go at it. And I think, like, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it fair for, like, East Coast and West Coast fans, but, like,
2: for viewership to make. Yeah, but that's like. But no, but fans
1: are going to watch anyway. That's the thing is that, yeah. You're not going to, you're not creating more fans. You're just going to have the normal amount of fans watching. They're just, yeah. Like, you know, if Phoenix made the fucking playoffs. Do you think the there's going to be more people in Arizona watching? No. The same yeah. amount of people are going to be watching. And it's the same right. hockey fans that are tuning in. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just Yeah.
2: I think a lot of it to do as well, they say, is logistics. Travel time for teams, stuff like that. That that I
1: understand.
2: Yeah, that I can kind of understand. But either way, then in the final you still have to do the traveling.
1: Yeah. So,
2: it's kind of just, well, suck it up, mm. buttercup, and fucking make it work, you know? Yeah.
1: Do you think that they would... Like, I don't mind doing it. Like, I found this final... Like, did they have a lot more days off than normal?
2: Seemed like it, too, yeah.
1: Like, it seemed like every three days there was a fucking game. Like, usually it's every other day. I
2: waiting, like, when the hell is this? Like, just get this show on the road here, come on. Yeah,
1: like, it's fucking wild, like... I, uh, it is, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know what like NHL is entertaining. It's weird having hockey done now, like officially. Now we just get to wait for trade rumors and drafting and blah 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 blah. But it's and then we wait till October for great, you know, hope for the next season ahead. But, yeah. When does the cool. schedule
1: come out usually?
2: Uh, I don't know. It's pretty late, like August, end of August, September, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's September. Once the preseason starts, they release the preseason schedule. And then around the time the preseason starts is when they release the season schedule, I believe. Because like,
1: while I'm in Denver, I would like to catch an Avalanche game. Yeah. It would be pretty fucking sweet to do that.
2: You have your jersey to do so now. Are you going to Denver? Oh, right, for your show. Never mind. I remember now. The comedy show. Yeah. I was like, "Is this news to me, Tom?" No, no.
1: Yeah, you already told me. That'd
2: be sick. Why not? If you're there, you're able to hit it out of the park. That's that'd be awesome. Yeah, right.
1: So, I think that'd be I think that'd be a good time. So, I'm looking. I'm just like looking to do like fun shit when I'm there, and if I can get my hands on tickets for the Avalanche while I'm there, fucking why not? Like it, yeah. It, sure. And it's just like bucket list thing. Like I kind of changed the bucket list to every Canadian city to like fuck it, I want to see a game. Everywhere. Every yeah, fucking NHL team I want to see at home once. I don't have to root for them all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to a fucking Leafs game in Toronto wearing a fucking Habs jersey. Even yeah, if they're not playing the Habs. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> fucking right. I do the same thing if I was going to watch a game in Calgary and the Orders weren't playing. I'm definitely wearing an Oilers
1: jersey. I do you see the, the fans that had season tickets to Toronto and they always yeah, wore I think the I apo- you that. Yeah, I was dying at this. Yeah. It was just like Yeah. You you have season tickets to the Leafs and you never Just to cheer against just them. Just to cheer against them. And they had every other team's jersey.
2: Yeah. I fuck, the father and daughter yeah. combo. Like what a legacy.
1: That like fuck yeah, good for them.
2: Yeah. That's right up your alley. You could like move right into that family and be one of them. You're like, I already got half the jerseys. Well, We're ready to go.
1: Okay, to be fair, I have four now. Four different teams. Is that it? Just four different teams. Oh, I
2: thought you'd have more than that by now. Well,
1: no, I have... Uh, well, like, it, Chicago? Chicago, Montreal. Um, Toronto. No. Uh, Fuck off. I don't Edmonton. have... I have Edmonton. I have two Edmonton jerseys. And nice. now Colorado. I don't have a Toronto jersey for the last time. That is a blue rodeo shirt <laughs> that I got in Montreal.
2: Sweet, that's <sighs> excellent.
1: Fucking guy.
2: Um, no, that's a pretty good start though. There's a lot, a long ways to go. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: But yeah, but then like you, you got to go for like your legendary player and all of that. But I'd like to get another Oilers jersey and another Montreal like with like a current player on it. Because yeah. Right now I only have Eberly and Gretzky.
2: They're solid it's but, solid, yeah. but there's like there's room to there's like, room to have some other ones.
1: I'm I'm so worried about I like a couple months ago when the Oilers were still in the playoffs, I was looking for like extra Oilers gear to kind of like cheer them on and I was like this yeah. close to pulling the trigger on like a $200 like authentic McDavid jersey. Yeah. But I always, like, I never want to be that guy. I don't, like, I don't want to get the obvious jersey.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? Like, I get like, that. I, you know, like, I like. do I get it's it?
2: It's just hard not to with him because he is, he's the one. He's the good I think you can always justify, anybody can justify getting a McDavid jersey. Mm-hmm. And I feel this, like, it's, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I love a McDavid jersey. But then I'm like, well, what about Tricidal? Mm-hmm. He's my fucking guy. Or you Kaylin. know what I mean? Yeah, Kane, are obviously, as well, depending on, like, we got to see what he does here. But, like, Dry McDavid drafted here. They've grown up as players here. They've become great here. Yeah. And so, like, those are the guys. Yeah, Kane had a lot of other teams, a lot of other successes. So, I could understand prior to- prioritizing um, Dreisaitl and McDavid over Kane jerseys on account mm-hmm. of they played their whole career here. But at the same time, it, you know, you go down the list and it's like some of the, the heart players that we have, you know, you're like, man, that guy shows up. Ever. Like even Cassian when he was here, you know, a
1: lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted, I wanted a Cassian jersey after that fucking yeah. playoff run he had. Yeah.
2: He was a favorite, like he just, even Maroon when he was here, a lot of people got Maroon jerseys, because he's just one of those team guys where you're like, they're not the McDavid. Yeah. But they have the heart, you know, and you're just like, fuck, I love them. Stuart Skinner, too, you know, he's a young goaltender up and coming where you could make an argument, you know, a lot of people do get goaltender jerseys and show them the respect they deserve, Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where, you know, you could go down the list and... Yeah. You can't go wrong. If you're supporting someone,
1: you can't go wrong. Yeah. And then, like, so, like, for me, it would be, like, a Darnell Nurse. Like, I always, like, talked about, like, I've been kicking around Darnell Nurse, Kane. But then, like, you saw it, and you're just like, fuck, McDavid might be a fucking lifer in Edmonton.
2: Yeah.
1: And, but the thing is, is that, fuck, he's got a, if he doesn't, I'm worried that if he doesn't win a cup within his contract, he'll want to go somewhere where he'll win one.
2: You never know. It's, it, it's hard to say like what we've heard him say, he wants to win here. He's mm-hmm. like, we built this fucking team up from nothing. I built this team up for nothing. This is where I want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, he said that many times now and I totally get yeah. that. And I believe in them, you know, I, Every year going in, I'm like, this is our fucking year, and I'm going to be right one of these years, Tom. I know I'm going to be right one of
1: these years. Yeah, you're right up there with my buddy, Koov, who's a Leafs fan. Like, this is our year. This year. It's our year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> For sure. If if 30 years from now you hear me say this again, this is going to be our year, and, you know, all those guys are retired, just put me down.
1: Just put you down? Just put No, nah, man, you got it. see, but that's the ride or die. That's what I like. It's the ride <laughs> or die of it all. Like, fuck. Yeah. You gotta have it. Like I'm always gonna cheer. I'm always gonna fucking love it. But like, you know, you gotta you gotta keep the ride or die attitude, right?
2: For sure. And that's me. I always believe in the people that I have chosen to be my people. You know, I'll always believe in them.
1: So. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Uh, mm, okay. No, I did recently, and I'm not sure if you do this. You have you have um, Shazam on your phone, right?
2: Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: see, like, you hear a song, like, this is fucking dope. Let me Shazam it so you can do this. How often do you go back to Shazam, like, after the fact?
2: It depends. I try, honestly, most of the time, I'll Shazam it, and then I'll add it to my music uh, distributor immediately. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, as soon as I Shazam it, I'll just click. There's a little button at the bottom where it'll direct you to your streaming service so that you can automatically download it. There's times where I forget to do that or I'm in a rush where it's just like I'm out somewhere, I push the button. In that case I'll I'll if I'm looking for like a banger and I wanna play the, I get to play the next song at a party, that then I'll open up my Shazam and be like, Ooh, what did I think was killer? Is there something new some new music on here that I could woo everyone with or yeah. those are the times that I'll go back to Shazam?
1: So I've never done the just put it right onto my streaming, like ever. Right. I have had a laundry list of Shazam songs built up for years. Yeah. And I recently just went through them one by one. Go on. Nice. Just like and it's like hearing them for the first time again you're like you're right. I did download this for a reason. This is a fucking <laughs> awesome. Oh, this one is fucking awesome. Like chill, like I don't even remember where I was or where when it was or why That's it fun. was when I but, like, no, I fucking got it. Like, it's...
2: I like it when I do that and I look through the list and I'll play them. And I'm like, certain ones, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And then you start listening and it wins you over. You're like, oh, okay, okay, I see why I do that. But, like, the moment of doubt where you're like, what version of Sean fucking shazammed this piece of... And then it catches you. and you're like, oh, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, but like some of it you're like most of the time it's good sometimes it'll be classics where i just haven't heard that song in a while mm-hmm. and so i'll you know shazam it just to make sure that i have it on the list somewhere but it's a cool tool to have and it's something that we just didn't have growing up like you had to wait for that interval of music to play again and if the dj at the local radio station played a song and then they didn't say afterwards or before what that song was and you're just left going like what the
0: fuck what the fuck
2: what song was that and you're you know you, sometimes you had to chase the song down for a couple of weeks or like you know you're yeah. asking everyone because there was no google and you're like i need to know what fucking song that was yeah. we're so spoiled now to have shazam
1: oh even then i remember having to go to a radio station i listened to a montreal 99.9 9, the buzz and if you click like they had a link to it they had the list of songs that they played yeah, that that I day. That too. That so was you later can on when the internet
2: existed. Yeah, and so like
1: <laughs> you can scroll through. So if you remember around the time it played, you could find the song. And then you're like, yeah, okay, that's what it's called. Perfect. I'm going to go check. Now I got it.
2: It's funny because that's when the internet existed, but Shazam didn't quite yet. So yeah. you're like in that little pocket of time where it's like a very niche moment in time, right? Yeah. Now it's, it's funny how things change when you're just, we're so spoiled with technology now where you're like, fuck yeah, Shazam.
1: Yeah, it's fucking wonderful. Like just be able to be like, I don't know what this song is, but I like it. Tell me what it is. And then it's like your little reminder later to like, by the way, you downloaded some of this stuff. Well, you checked out what this stuff was. So when I was just like going through like the list of songs, I was just like, okay. Okay. And I was just like sitting there chilling. It was just like, all right. Like I just, like, I haven't like listened to anything new in a little while. And I just like went through the list of just like, Oh shit.
2: Oh shit. That's nice.
1: Yeah. So it was uh... on
2: that topic of new music and stuff like that. I met this guy recently working with him and he has a completely different taste in music than me, Mm -hmm. like fucking completely different. So every time we're in the work vehicle, he's playing music. I've been shazamming quite a few songs and it's so refreshing when you meet people new outside of your circle Mm -hmm. and they have like every single thing they are into is different than what you're into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the guy's a huge D&D fan, and I'm not. I've never done it. So it's interesting hearing him talk about it and tell stories of it and just, you know, different perspectives. And then his music taste is, like, completely fucking different than mine, and it's not country. So it's, like, interesting where you're, like, you know, we like some of the same core music, but then he went in a completely different direction than I did. And, And when you encounter those people where it's still good music, it's just not that I've been into. So it's fun to, like expand your musical horizons a little bit you
1: know no exactly that's what that's one of my favorite things of all time like morgan has a different taste of music than i do and every once in a while like i'll just shazam whatever he's got going on or you know like marty has a different taste of music and i'll shazam like if it's good it's good and the one thing i like i think i mentioned this about spotify before the one thing i absolutely fucking love about it is if like. You find a song you like. Sometimes they'll just create a playlist based on that song, so you get more yeah, from that, that too. I haven't tried that yet. So but... you get more from that particular artist, and then songs that are like that artist, which is un-unreal.
2: Yeah, that's cool for sure. It's technology is insane nowadays. It's just fucking awesome the things that we get to take advantage of, right? Oh, hundred percent. Musically, especially. It's cool because whatever we're into, we're into it, but there's just a billion different things now. Mm-hmm. So many different creators, so many different countries too that make music that, you know, you don't hear, we hear our American and Canadian music where we're at, sometimes a little bit of other stuff sprinkled in. But when you really find someone who from a different culture who just has their own bangers and you understand as, when you're listening to it, you're like, that's why people fucking love this because it's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and years like, ago I worked yeah, with a guy
2: from India. He he always played the greatest hits of music he grew up on in India. It was fucking good. Some of those songs are bangers. You're like hell yeah! Like it just gets you going. It feels fucking good when you listen to it. You don't know what the yeah. hell they're saying, but feels damn good listening to it.
1: Yeah, no, I get that, and and it just opens your eyes to like new music. Like there are songs that are in French that I fucking love.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Le rolls
1: Um yeah but
2: that's a good fucking song
1: yeah but i've like i don't know like there's a a whole bunch like i uh
2: french rap is something that i i was worked with a a quebecer for a while when i was 18 and he got me into some french rap gave me like a list of different artists to check out man french rap sounds good the language of love just translates to some rap music. You don't even know what the fuck they're saying, but just the flow to it at certain times. Some of the rapper, you're like, damn, that's good.
1: Yeah, I I really like Harmonium. Uh, They're like a French rock band from like the 70s or something. You should check check them out. They have a song called Harmonium that's also really good.
2: Sounds interesting. Yeah,
1: much like the band Bad Company that has a song called Bad Company, which is from the album Bad Company.
2: Nice. It's a solid move for sure. (laughs) Let's name it after us, and then name it after us, and then name it after us. Bad
1: Company is a fucking dope song, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Mm. It's some classic classic rock, that's for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah no things are uh it's fucked up here because we had such a hot start to the season in edmonton mm. like every day was plus 30 for weeks and now it's fucking freezing outside because it's raining and gloomy and cold and you're just like what a fucking turn yeah but didn't you like, need so it good.
1: like it wasn't like desperate yeah wasn't we like fucking needed it. To- like the whole town was on fire like nova scotia yeah. needed it like fucking hillary and i yeah. went for a drive the other day just to see like the remains of what happened like her aunt and uncle lost their house but like the oh, way the fire spread it's fucked because like you'll see like on the same street three houses gone five untouched like and you yeah. can see like there's certain spots like the fire got right up next to the house but didn't catch like the the amount of people that were just so lucky that Oh, it was only like their front bushes that got caught on fire and everything else was just fine. Yeah. Like
2: it's crazy with stuff like that cuz a lot of that can be down to wind patterns. Yeah. Where the wind all of a sudden changes direction and it pushes everything away like you see I've seen this too like in Alberta where the the creeping up of the the line comes closer and then it just turns. And then it just goes that way instead. And you're like mm-hmm. holy fuck like it, it's insane. Like you said, we needed it here in Alberta. Some of the fire bans are being lifted now, actually, because we've been, like, socked in for a week now of getting lots of rain. But mm-hmm. it's crazy when you haven't, like like I said, when you start out a season that is so hot and there's no fucking rain and there wasn't a lot of snow to begin with, everything is so crisp and dry and unhealthy. But then when you get a week of rain, you can almost literally feel the trees breathing and the grass and like everything just immediately turns green. And, you know, your garden, everything in it is just like fucking shoots up because it's getting that nutrients that it needed. Yeah, that you can water your shit all day long with the city water. But rainwater just does that little bit of extra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it's just such a change we got used to the heat and stuff like that. And this this morning I got up and poured my morning coffee. and I let the dogs outside and I was like, it's chilly. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not gonna, it's summertime. I'm not fucking turning on the furnace, but Jesus, I thought about it. Uh,
1: There's something about wearing a hoodie in June that I absolutely love.
2: Yeah. It was nice out at the lake this weekend. Um, and what didn't rain too much, but it was just nice being the evenings come and you're like, it's a little bit chilly, hmm. you know, put some pants on and put a hoodie on and <clears throat> feel that coziness, but just like still be able to be outside and enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoy the weather. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's fun. It's fun.
2: Yeah. I went swimming. It was fucking cold as shit. It took me a long time to get adjusted to the water. I went swimming Maylong weekend as well, and that was much colder. Yeah. So I just kept telling myself, "It's warmer than Maylong. It's warmer than Maylong. You can fucking do this."
1: <laughs> but
2: then you get to that point where the outside is colder than the water, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I love swimming."
1: Yeah, no, it's good. It's
2: the shit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, man. So, like, what else is going on with you? Anything? Like, can you explain to me this whole? alien thing can and like like
2: just there's been a lot of like reports released recently from the u.s government and stuff stating that they've seen these crafts in multiple different occasions and multiple different incidents and they can't explain what they are you know a lot of it is um, spheres like what appears to be metal spheres that travel at distances and speeds that can't really be explained and they're like some whistleblowers that have come out. I don't know if it's all complete horseshit or if it's completely real, but Mm -hmm. there was like a TikTok kind of viral video of a supposed UFO crash in Las Vegas. And then some teenagers recorded a video of them passing by their yard or something like that. Mm
1: -hmm. I never
2: saw a clear video or anything like that, but it was just an interesting little uh, tidbit of people saying like, coming out saying that they've had crafts for years and they're blah, 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 blah. I don't know, to be honest. Nothing concrete, of course. It's probably just a hoax or they're probably promoting a movie or some shit like that. But it always piques my curiosity a little bit of like, interesting. where are they coming from are they real is this guy just a fucking idiot who wants to write a book and be rich and famous or are these people real? real sorry i listen to rogan sometimes too and he gets so fucking hyped up about that kind of stuff where you're (laughs) like he wants to believe and i'm like i want to believe too but at the same time i really don't want to believe because that's fucking scary if there was aliens around us watching us observing us (laughs) like coming interacting from time to time like that's pretty fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of for the whole alien things. I think it's just ignorant to think that we're alone. Yeah. Like, I, it's just ignorant and arrogant to go, like, well, there's like the w- only thing. W- one planet
2: toward. Yeah. I, the only thing I don't think that we're alone, but I just think we're unreachable based on some of the, like, astrophysicists and science, like, at least for um, our level of technology now making it to another star system to where there is other planets is completely completely unreachable because we cannot travel faster than the speed of light right now. We mm-hmm. you know we can develop concepts that lead us up to the idea of traveling the speed of light well a light year like you're not traveling that distance. Mm-hmm. You know we can be within our own solar system and maybe there is life within our solar system on different moons of different planets even on different planets underground that we don't that's more realistic to me but the idea like we physically and like physics scientifically we cannot fathom a way to travel fast enough right now to get to any of the other places that exist even the closest star to us there's it would take a hundred lifetimes or longer for us to reach them so the same is true for them to reach us yeah so like imagine you're in a ship you you make it this far it's like a generational ship of some kind you make it to another planet it has life you're observing it are you just gonna like hide back in the shadows or are you just gonna be like we're here we made it hello obviously the prime directive ideas like that come to fruition but it's just odd yeah how do you like even it from a Star Trek mind, it's like if they came this far, they're so fucking advanced beyond what we could ever imagine. Why would they have interest in us?
1: Well, my thought has always been, what if we're all on a on an even keel technology wise? Yeah. Or what if we were the most advanced? For sure. Like that. Very like possible. that's the other thing too. That like. I know that, like, someone had to be the most advanced.
2: Yeah. there's. I like the idea, too, of, like, we've talked about this in different ways um, as, like, in humans and in media and stuff like that. But the idea of, like, a catastrophe that happened even on our own planet, okay? So, say there's the pole shift. There's a huge mudslide. Civilization moves underground to get to avoid this situation. They don't come back up. Yeah. What does that civilization look like having not been through the dark ages on our planet? Say there was an Antarcticus and it got swept under the ocean but these people were able to survive in a city underwater, Atlantis style city underwater. They were not they didn't burn the books. They didn't, you know, destroy all the scientific knowledge for they didn't fall into religious traps. They just kept evolving at like a regular pace how much more advanced would those people be than us yeah that's one theory that i really enjoy too is like the inner earth theory where there's people that still live in caves that never came out because of a catastrophe and they just kept evolving so what we see perceive as ufos is like a ship coming out of the ocean the little balls coming to study us to see Oh fuck like what are they up to? Are they at a level of civilization yet where we can interact with them? Eh, maybe not yet. Let's wait a little bit longer. You know, mm-hmm. they're observing. That would make the most sense to me is because we know that they
1: catastrophe. like if they got a hold of like like satellite signals and all that stuff to like keep an eye on us just based on our television all alone, they'll go like nope. Not ready. <laughs> nope. They hate each other based on minor things all the time. Yeah. That guy be has threatened
2: by our technology. They'll be
1: threatened by the fire. way we fucking look. Let alone, yeah, anything. And
2: that's just it too. Imagine you haven't seen the sun in your lifetime. What do you look like? What do you grow towards? And like underneath Turkey, they discovered a city that could potentially house up to like twenty thousand people, including animals, and, and did at some point. Mm-hmm. So you're just like interesting like what kind of like a volcano erupts you have the technology to go underground you don't come back out because of whatever like there's so many things, even the atmosphere, it changes so rapidly in certain ways where we adjust to it. But if you weren't exposed to it, if you were breathing within a controlled system for a long time, and then you try to come back out, the allergens in the air, everything in the air, especially if it's been a thousand years, how much does that change? How much has the bacteria changed? Yeah, You know, what does that look like? Can you even survive on your own planet anymore if it's been that long, mm-hmm. which is something we've also you know been curious of is, you know, we talk about going to mars but what about how do we survive there what does it look like how does it change us when we are surviving there so that's one of the things when i think of aliens i'm like maybe it's all within our own planet Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: that's a fucking dope ass theory sean yeah it's fun to think about yeah like like I, i just always thought it would be interesting to see Like, I always, like, I always kind of, like, not the fact that it's, like, I don't want to be arrogant and think that we're the number one, but it just seemed like, you know, like, if, if we're not there yet, and we've come a long way since the fucking wheel. Yeah. Like, maybe other, like, the way I saw it is, like, maybe other civilizations are growing at the same rate as us. Yep. And, like... Or, like, or maybe there there has to be someone advanced, but then they're just, like, ignoring the fact that maybe they're just like, we don't want to go over there. Fuck that.
2: Yeah. I also like the theory, too, of, like, so we've been on Earth for 4.2 billion years, whatever, like, Earth has existed. The rock itself has existed, developed in that rough amount of time we kind of have an idea of. Uh,
1: Sean, the Earth and is so... 2,023 years old.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, so basically... Uh, when you look at it that way, how long have humans existed, you know, in that amount of time is very small and very fractional, tiny little percentage of the time that the earth has been around to the time that we've survived. So there's nothing to say that a million years ago, another civilization exactly the same as ours existed mm-hmm. and rose and fell. Their planet was habitable. It became unhabitable. Like for there to be another one of us right exactly right now. It's possible. There's the math there to support it. But there's also the math to say that it happens on almost every planet, but it's only during a certain period of time when the planet is within a perfect amount of habitable zone time. You know, if you get what I'm saying.
1: But wouldn't there be evidence of something like that, though? Like, just like
2: you'd be surprised how quickly the human footprint disappears. Like we're talking 500 years Every building, every monument, certain things degrade. Certain things will stay, like the Great Pyramids, but we've also been preserving those for quite some time now as well. Like nature, within a thousand, two thousand, five, ten thousand 10,000 years, not much survives that. You know, it's just the harshness of a planet, tornadoes, hurricanes, mudslides, rainfalls, you know, all these things wipe the – trace of humanity out very quickly go even as far as nuclear nuclear yeah. can't speak nuclear power plants they melt down they're gone no evidence of them exists even in the footprint of the carbon mm-hmm. after a certain amount of time like it's it's shocking how few years it takes to completely erase the civilization from an area mm-hmm. and like these are just based on studies that we've done things that we know So it's curious to me to think about that. Like, even on our own planet, we don't know where humans have been and risen and fallen. You know, so you look at that in the grand scheme of things. On even on the moon or on Mars, there could have been huge civilizations there, even just a couple thousand years ago, and there would be zero trace of them.
1: Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that is fucked up. I never actually thought about that. I always thought there would be some kind of evidence of something like you know like i always go back to like the planet of the apes about how like he was on the statue (laughs) but again like it's just a fucking movie but like
2: no i get what you're saying it's crazy like uh, there was a a show a while ago and it said something to do with i can't remember the name of the show but it was just like what what happens if we cease to exist today how long before traces of us. And they did like, it was a a mini series where they did a bunch of episodes of like different cataclysms that could happen that could erase us from the planet. And we, we noticed that like George Washington had no fucking idea what a dinosaur was. You know, like that's one of the examples I've seen is like, there was an entire ecosystem of life on this planet. We fucking knew nothing about until less than 200 years ago and then we started discovering things oh what's this petrified wood oh what are all of these bones of these gigantic fucking creatures that once walked this earth and then all now like in we're living now we painted this huge picture of 65 million to 200 million years ago we have an idea of what the planet looked like then. Mm -hmm. we're rare humans in the history of humanity more humans didn't have a fucking clue about that than towards the humans that do have a clue about that if that makes sense yeah so you look at even something simple on our own planet, millions of years apart, like every trace of that could have been gone, but we found rocks in the ground no. to argue that. Like, well, oh, shit. What
1: if they just start like digging up like the bodies that have been buried at cemeteries and stuff? Like, let's say like the trace of tombstones and all that stuff go away. Like tornadoes, high winds, yeah. whatever the fuck it is that yeah. gives rid of the evidence that it was a cemetery. For sure. But then, like, is there things that, like, how long do you think it would take a new civilization to start digging shit up to be like, yo, there are so many bodies here?
2: Honestly, it took us about 60,000 years. From the time we know humans started walking around the planet to the time the first scientist was like, We've discovered a dinosaur. It was about sixty to 80,000 yeah. years. That's how long it takes to, like, dig up something from the previous civilization. Like, what we know when we did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, when another civilization... And it's the same thing is true with what we're doing right now on Mars. We have a rover on Mars kind of just meandering around. And, like, within the discoveries, we know there was oceans on Mars we know that they once dried up because Mars used to be a little bit closer to the sun than it is now. Mm-hmm. And so as it got further, blah, 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 things changed. It lost its atmosphere. Same is mm-hmm. true with Venus. They know that at one point it was a lot closer to where we are now. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been able to dig ground on these planets. You know, the rover takes sample on Mars. Venus is too hot, inhospitable for us to do much with it right now with our level of technology. But there's nothing to say. We couldn't dig these planets up and be like, oh shit, it did support life at one point. Yeah. And the weird thing too, Tom is like our evolution is based on our planet. So to assume that something would evolve to be exactly like us mm-hmm. is very unlikely. Well, yeah. Even breeding patterns, right? One, one human or pre-human for, for maybe eight, 10,000 years ago, we'll say 10,000 years ago. So 10,000 years ago, One human, he was a fucking good hunter. So every other female around that group of females then became attracted to that that type of guy because he was the best hunter. So then the guys who weren't the best hunters, they didn't get bred anymore. The women weren't as attracted to them. So more women were more attracted to that exact type of hunter. So then that exact type of hunter, his DNA became more predominant in the human species. Mm -hmm. And then the next generation, they're like, Oh, well, that guy's a really good guy. Like just, you know what I mean? Like tiny little things can just completely change the evolution of a species. Mm -hmm. The same is true with what we did. Like even dogs on our planet, we, we took one dog and we're like, this dog's really good at hunting foxes. Okay. Well, we're only going to breed him with dogs that are, that look similar to him. So then we've developed all these different breeds of dogs that all originate back to the wolf Mm -hmm. because of different choices we made as breeders saying, let's cross this breed with that breed to make a new breed humans did the same thing, but on a scale where we weren't paying attention to it. Right. It was just driven off of like attraction and different primordial things that are beyond our understanding up until recent years where we're like, why, why do humans like someone who has blue eyes? Mm -hmm. Why do we find blue eyes attractive? You know, why do people want to breed with someone with blue eyes more specifically than they would with brown eyes or whatever? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's that's very interesting. These
2: things change a species completely. So us localized to planet Earth, what decisions did another life form make on another planet that led them to where they are now? Yeah. You know, maybe a, a birth defect happens where you get... I don't know. You don't have wisdom teeth. Wisdom teeth come and go, like, we're evolving out of that right now. Well, maybe on a different planet, you needed those because the food never got softer. It never got easier to chew. So then you develop more wisdom teeth instead of less. You know, mm-hmm. The tiniest little things in an environment can change the evolution of a species. Well, like even,
1: like, I heard, like, our breathing patterns is, like, a, a, a thing of evolution. Like, there could have been a time where, like, like, eight, Can you um... give me a sec, Tom? Yeah.
2: I have to run outside and back in very quickly. No
1: worries. We'll just pause here.
2: Hello. Hi.
1: So, like, as I was saying before, like, you you, you look at our breathing patterns. So, like, if you look back to when we were, like, those fish monkey people or whatever you want to call them, like, we started off by breathing underwater if I'm correct, right? Like, just if you look at our evolutionary strain. They,
2: they figure eventually every life on this planet came from the ocean yeah
1: so like it's crazy to think that because of evolution we, we were able to um breathe in leave the water. leave the water and like breathe in air and like and so like there's like a theory that's working on like because of the way evolution works because of all the carbon dioxide in the world that we may need carbon dioxide to breathe and we would just adjust. So instead of like killing the planet or killing off people, like I'm sure it will eventually, but there will come a time where someone's immune and thriving. And then the next couple people. And like, you know, like, that's why I always liked about, like, I don't want to, I'm going to leap here a little bit, but like the X-Men movies, because the X-Men movies always kind of based it on, that's the next logical step in evolution was becoming mutation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's insane to me,
2: and it's is simple too. Like, do you remember an episode of Enterprise where a little boy couldn't breathe? It was very early on in the series, and Trip was like, "Why? Why do you keep preventing that child from breathing?" And it was just that the mother was trying to adjust the child to the atmosphere in that planet Mm -hmm. because where they come from, the oxygen is a little bit more plentiful. And so they have to, like, wean them off of it to get them used to breathing in that atmosphere. And, like, they don't touch on that kind of stuff too much in Star Trek. They just – it's too much writing and too much involved in every episode Mm -hmm. to be like, well, this species can't quite – but they did that a little bit throughout time. Same with the next generation. There was – or, sorry, Deep Space Nine where the woman – the gravity was much higher on her – or lower on her planet. So – she had to be in a wheelchair and couldn't make it around. Yeah.
1: You know, and, or there's things we, or um, uh, if you go to the Orville, there's a whole planet where the gravity is fucking different. So exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I also enjoy uh, the theory in Voyager when they're out in the Delta quadrant and they run into the dinosaur people that evolved from dinosaurs and left this planet because it became inhospitable to life, but they did it like 65 million years ago and then deleted all their history of, you know, like that is super possible that dinosaurs could have evolved far enough on this planet to become bipedals to have then become smart enough to have the technology level to avoid the cataclysm that killed all of the animals that were on their planet. What we see is what was left over of things that couldn't escape the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, that's totally possible. Mm -hmm. No one can say any different because no one that's alive today was alive then. So
1: that's, that's so crazy to think like, that would be the most like interesting thing to see if there was such thing as time travel. Just like Yeah. Just if you could do a safe tour where you didn't step on the butterfly and change the whole fucking world. But Yeah, like, you're in
2: a protective bubble just to observe.
1: Yeah. That would be so interesting to see.
2: How fucked up would that be though? You like go back to see the dinosaurs. You're a little nervous, a little scared because you're like these fucking dinosaurs are gonna be there. Like I know, but then there's touch there, me and I'm terrified. Uh, They're just communicating
1: together. There's there's like massive
2: cities, though. You land and there's like massive cities everywhere, and it's like. It's like the Flintstones. This ain't my
1: planet. Like the Flintstones, but with dinosaurs. But it also makes you think (laughs) like how kind of weird it is if you follow like the Bible version of like how we got here. So we start with Adam and Eve, to which they had two boys. So that means, in order to populate the planet, who are Adam and Eve? Like, So you have Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. How do you populate the world when there's one woman and three men? Yeah. Like, the Bible pushes an incestual story, and everyone's yeah. just okay with it.
2: Yeah, and everyone on this planet then becomes brother and sister, and we're all just a bunch of fucking yeah. incestually created beings. Yeah, and, it, yeah, it's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah. It, that's what's so curious about the way that humans perceive our beginning, you know, is like it's so all over the place and there's no, I don't but know. Don't you
1: kind of like, 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 like the evolution story? story? Just like Let's just say it was called a story right like yeah it
2: is a good story yeah, like, it's a cool story with a lot of like knowledgeable information giving things yeah. like the idea the bible is supposed to create like it's a story that's supposed to make you think and wonder mm-hmm. and like be in awe of the possibilities of being a human yeah. right that's you can, well, you I, know, think more, I think it's more i think
1: it's more of a morality it. tale than anything but
2: yeah but it also makes you dream, like the idea of miracles, the idea of angels, and like it makes you. It, it's a good story. It's a fucking good story and, when you, you really believe in it one mom out. fucking
1: her both both her sons in order to populate a planet. It's a little dark, a little fucking. bit of a dark story. Yeah, and then <laughs> one brother killing the other brother is the first fucking murder because Cain yeah. Cain kills Abel. Do you think it was yeah. over jealousy over their mom? Could
2: have easily have been.
1: That's fucking. That's fucked. That's just fucked.
2: Yeah, it was a weird time to be alive. I don't know what to tell yeah. you if it was <laughs> that's what's fun about it at all when you really break it down. I just yeah. It's an interesting story. Yeah. I never want to yuck another man's yum when it comes to religion, but sometimes you're like, Really? Well like
1: there's like there's that's the stuff, right? Like if you can't ask questions, like I would love to go to a priest and be like, just so I understand. You think this, right? And then the only two that you know that she birthed were Cain and Abel, or at least the first two were Cain and Abel. Then how do we populate the earth from there?
2: For sure. It's interesting, too. Like, I've had these conversations with priests. I've been in situations in life at times where I've actually been able to have intellectual conversations with people of faith, Mm -hmm. of, like, legit people of faith. And it's always – they always have an interesting way to, like, do a mix of, like, they are just stories, but you have to have faith. Mm. Like, faith always comes into play in understanding of, like, this is a recorded history, but there's also other factors at play. Yeah. And they're always, like, very nice people, and so you get into the conversation and you want to be, like – and like poking them but as you do you you know they have answers prepared for this they have years of training to be ready to convince people to believe what they want to believe yeah so it's kind of like a pointless conversation to have because you're not changing their mind yeah but they have they're always going to fall back onto any question marks that are left is filled in with faith yeah and so you're just well like it's a circle of an argument or discussion the
1: one thing that always got me is the fact that god loves us but also, he drowned a whole fucking bunch of us. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, no, or rain down, like, religion. fire and brimstone and yeah. all, like, what well, we were his most, like, like proud creation. But, like, you know what? Yeah. Only Noah's family gets to live.
2: Pretty much. Like, you know, you bunch of fucking heathens. I made a mistake. I'm going to wipe your fucking face off. Uh, and
1: then, like again, yeah. like only Noah's family gets to live. Like, how do you re-popula- repopulate the Earth with a family? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it was his like sons and daughters and their significant others that got to go. But like, wouldn't you be pissed if like you married into Noah's family and you're like, yeah, can I like my mom and dad come? Like, no, sorry, yeah, sorry, you're in our family. <laughs> you- it's
2: two by two by two, not. <laughs> your fucking parents yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like
1: there's just like a whole bunch of all of that stuff like uh, yeah
2: I, that's what it is yeah, too right yeah. like every story contradicts every other story yeah and you just i don't know like there's a there's underlying points of telling the story of humanity and the story of our history all intertwined throughout the bible so it is an interesting artifact of humanity but it's also like Completely inconsistent, one hundred percent, like um, hypocritical from one story to the next, where it's like it, it is a, a parent saying, "Don't don't you question my logic? How dare you? They like, do what I say, not what I do." Kind of an attitude no. of like belief, and like then that's in reinforced by a time of like the dark ages, where it's like, oh. You wanna question what this fucking book says about mm-hmm. our history? Well guess what? I'm gonna fucking nail you to this piece of wood and leave you to hang there until you fucking die because Ooh. the birds pick your fucking eyes out. So then there's like that that belief system was reinforced by such carnage and such mm-hmm.
1: horrific. Which is like shit so anti Christian. Like if you think about yeah. it. Like, is it...
2: But that led us to the world we have now, like, yeah. because of all that cruelty and all that brutality. Like it kept us focused enough to build cities. But, to like, oh, it, well, I'm not gonna fucking question that, Carl. Yeah. I don't want to fucking get nailed that cross. <laughs> let's just build this wall. Yeah, like uh, let's just fucking do And, and, this and that's it. the
1: other thing too. Like one of the commandments is, "Thou shalt now kill." But the amount of people killed in the name of any deity.
2: Hey, you're not supposed to kill, but we have to kill because it's for God. Yeah. Not you. You better not kill because we'll kill you if you fucking kill. But we have to kill because we're killing for God, that. It's so, so fucked up to
1: me. Like That's one of my biggest hypocrisies of the Bible or any religion, really. And my other favorite yeah. hypocrisy is like, so like when we were like, you, it was in like obviously Canada, like when they were founding the lands, discovering North America and all that stuff. You would get shunned by your community if you didn't go to church on Sunday. You, weren't, oh, you yeah. weren't allowed to work on Sunday. So you couldn't tend to your crops. One of uh, us. One of uh, us. Yeah.
2: One of uh, us. And if you're not but, one of us, but, you're against us. Yeah,
1: but you couldn't like tend to your crops. You couldn't do any work on Sunday. But you know who could fucking yeah. work on Sunday? The fucking clergy. That's the one day a week exactly. where they fucking work. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. like hypocrisy at its finest?
2: It's true. We need to have like a guest on who's extremely religious to balance cuz we both have the exact same side to the story. We're like,
1: yeah, I don't know, man. I don't
2: know about I don't know, man. like I had a
1: like I had a pretty Christian upbringing. Like a Catholic upbringing. Yeah, same. Like,
2: like my dad believes in God, but he also believes in evolution. Like I
1: didn't so go to I don't know what the fuck. I didn't go to church on Sundays, but like I went to like a Catholic uh elementary school. So all the yeah. When all the holidays were happening and all of this shit was happening. Dude, I. Like, I know enough. Like, I had to sit through religious class, like, a lot. Like, I think, I'm, like on paper, I'm Protestant. Like, on paper. Yeah. Because I think you had to <laughs> choose or something. So, like, I had, like, yeah, a Protestant, like, uh, course. And, like, I just thought it was utter horseshit. Like, why do I have to learn this stuff? Because, like, it didn't. And then, like, I would go to my dad and I'm like, I do those stuff at school and all of my friends go to church on Sunday. Why don't we go? And my dad's like, do you like playing hockey on Sunday mornings or do you want to sit in a church on Sunday morning? I go, hockey? He goes, well, that's why we don't go to church.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Now, my dad went from time to time and made me go from time to time with him very rarely, but um, he obviously, you know, Raised as Christian, and you know you're in that belief circle. One of the things that really like intrigued me was when we moved to Lloydminster, experiencing a small town. Because I, by then, I was like completely fucking non-religious. I was 13. I was like, all that shit's bullshit. Fuck that. I walk into Lloydminster where I was the only kid there who didn't believe in God, mm-hmm. the only one. So much so that like I made a friend in my first couple months there. And after a few months of being friends, he came to me and said, Sean, like, I like you a lot, man. But my mom said, I'm not allowed to be friends with you anymore because you don't believe in God. And I was like, oh, why would you tell her I don't believe in God? I, well, I tell my mother everything and I'm not allowed to be friends with you anymore because you're, you don't believe in Jesus. You don't come to church. That happened to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, okay, sounds good, bro. You don't have to hang on. And we didn't. Like, I had other friends that, you know, I was friends with in school, and he just went, like, super Christian. The next year, which was the start of grade 8, his mother moved him into a Christian academy, like, 100% out of public schools into that. And you're just like, wow, like, what a turn. You Mm -hmm. know, we used to laugh and have fun together, and then his mom decided to clamp down on him, and that was it. Never heard from the guy again.
1: Yeah. What always fascinates me, though, and the people I love talking to are the ones that find religion late in life.
2: Yeah, the drug addicts who cleaned up and found God. Yeah,
1: or oh no, or, but even then, like the, you could like like the the people that have just like lost faith or somehow rediscovering it or something like that, or like all all, all of that stuff. Or like is like I know people that have like just turned Christian out of like nowhere. Just because they needed yeah, something. I've to, seen that too. Just and like th- that fascinates me because I think it's like, it's a very welcoming community, and it's yeah. a, uh, and it's and and it's a very caring community, and I think that you just feel like you're a part of something when you're there.
2: For sure, and there's t- parts of me too that like I'm jealous of that almost a little bit where it's like what a cool thing to have where you meet up with a, bunch, a group of strangers once a week mm-hmm. and you just care about your community. Everybody cares about the community and like, you know, a plate comes around so that you can give some donations to the community so that the community can grow stronger and you can welcome other people into it and like help and have programs and like teach children and like do all these like wonderful things.
1: I feel like but you just you described to our podcast, Sean.
2: Yeah, you have to believe or Yeah,
1: you, you come to the show once a week, we, we welcome your donations to make the show better. Um <laughs> you, know, you know, we That's the dream we right will there. have anyone on that wants to talk to us. We're a very welcoming place. You know. We will bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just like that kind of thing and like I like I know We'll
2: even go as far as to give you silver coins. like Like the bible
1: i just like you know what i also grew up like listening to like george carlin and i grew up to like in my like early years and then like you hear a song like Imagine by john lennon right and like the message of it is peace like like honestly and it got so much hate the fact that it was banned off airwaves for a long period of time
2: it's just so fucking scary too, how quickly a society can allow that to happen mm-hmm. where we see on this planet right now, there is extremely oppressive forces in some countries that are like, you believe what we believe or we'll fucking cut your head off, mm-hmm. you know, and that is still in existence. We're, we're in a weird time in a weird place on our planet where, where you and me are allowed to say what we're saying right now in 10 years from now this could be what gets us killed. Yeah. This conversation we're having right now, if society turns in a weird way, you know, if all of a sudden everybody tightens up and gets super conservative and then, a, you know, a leader gets voted in, who's even a little more. And then he says, well, people shouldn't be saying those things and enough people agree with him. Jesus. No, no. And that's, that's and that's not too, right. But like, I
1: always like the idea of like the separation of church and state. I, uh, I wish what like, and it seems so backwards to me that we're going the other direction. Like, you see in the it's States. Scary as well. With, like, the reverse of oh, pro, oh, oh, Roe v. Wade and the... Yeah,
2: uh, some of the abortion laws and uh, shit like that. Yeah, and it game, just... Right? And, 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 like, the... LGBTQ2 plus yeah, being and, fucking canceled and scary, man. Mm-hmm. Because like, you turn on those people, and then all of a sudden it's like, well... A little bit more. It's a weird situation right now, too, because I see that happening. Like, there's a lot of disturbance lately to do with like Pride Pride Month and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And some of the Muslim community has been teaming up with some of the Christian community to say, "Well, we both completely fucking disagree with this. Let's put aside our differences so we can deal with these people." And the other thing, you know, and that's scary too. When you're like, "Uh oh,"
1: and it's always Uh, like the extremists. And like, I don't understand, like, like it's supposed you're like when you're a representative of a country or something, you have to be a representative for everybody and you can't be a representative of everybody. If you invoke your religion into it, because like right off the yeah. bat, you alienate and especially like a place like North America, where we are a melting pot of many different uh, peoples, cultures, religions, you have yeah. to keep that shit separate. And like, and it bothers me like, so much that it's becoming, like, you get these Christian nuts in office that goes, nope, the Bible says this, so we're going to make laws about this. And Yeah, and
2: it still happens now, and there's a lot of support for that shit, too. It, That's what I'm saying, like, it can turn on the flip of a dime, our growing as a species, or us completely clamping down and, and locking everything down. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're not far away from either. At mm-hmm. any given interval, you know what it's just, and you see that different decades, the things that have yeah. happened where it's like more conservative, less conservative, more the fifties, cons- extremely conservative, sixties, free love, you yeah, know, seventies, yeah. a little bit more, you know, it just, it goes in waves.
1: And it, and it and is weird enough to know that like, if, and I, I firmly believe this, if Jesus ever had a second coming, he would be ignored.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, he be he may already be here locked up in a fucking mental mental institution for all we know. No, but even then he, he goes into the rich fancy churches and is like you people disgust me. You're supposed to be helping. What is this building? what the fuck ah, that's how he would probably react to Mm -hmm. all that like what how are you the richest person in the congregation you are the priest like how are you the one wearing gold you should be fucking ashamed like Mm -hmm. then they're like well we gotta get rid of this fucking guy Mm -hmm. carl carl he's trying to make me sell my mercedes i'm not gonna put up with this fucking guy we gotta get rid of him you know that's that's the greed of the human is it's just we are an animal mm-hmm. we like to convince ourselves that we are these like prestigious we are so evolved we are nothing like the creatures that have come before us but we're savages and we want what we want and we'll take what Also
1: we want and what and if Jesus came back in like what he should look like so he comes from Jerusalem which is in yeah, the Middle Italy. East the like the only miracle that would have been is that he was the only fucking white guy in Jerusalem. <laughs> like
2: all I can hear is a bunch of southern US. That's not my Jesus.
1: Yeah, but that but, that, but you're absolutely right right there. That's not my <laughs> Jesus. And then that's a fucking issue because the only people that decided he was white is North America. Because Well,
2: it started with
1: Europe. Fine. Fucking Europe, where it's also predominantly white. But, like, it's the fucking ludicrousness. Like, I remember, like, I colored in Jesus brown once because it made sense. And then, like, being told, like, nah, well, you know, you see pictures of him and he's a white guy. And you're just like, what? Like, I know people from there. like i like yeah like you you know what i mean like it's just and it is
2: controversial and it's a weird thing too like is there's a certain aspect of religion which is nostalgia well my grandfather took me to church every sunday and so i want to take my grandkids to church every sunday Mm -hmm. and like i the idea of morality behind it is what keeps most people going back to it well i I believe I do the right thing. I'm a good person. Like I know a couple old Catholic ladies and they're like the sweetest fucking most do-gooder, wonderful ladies in the whole world. Mm. And they do take their grandchildren to church every day to try to pass that tradition down of like, I want you to be a wonderful person. I want you to be wonderful to everyone you meet. I want you to smile at everyone you meet. And there's that message of love that gets lost in translation through a lot of bigots and a lot of like people with power, but at the core there's still those wonderful ladies who are like, I just want people to have a better life here. Mm -hmm. And I want to do, so like, it's hard for me to hate it as a whole because Mm -hmm. I do see that tradition of it. But I just wish that the tradition of passing down all of that love wasn't always tied to such twisted ideology. Yeah. You know, for.
1: I I was working in a warehouse and we had these temps, these ladies that would come in. And when the lady was done, she tried to give me, I have a gift for you. And it was a Bible. And I told her, no, thank you. And she's like, and like, she got kind of offended. I go, like, listen, I, I, with all due respect, ma'am, no thank you. Um, yeah, I can't, it'll be wasted on me. Uh, and then also, I can't get on board with something that promotes so much hate in the world. And she got kind of offended, but also, like, I'm just, like I can't accept something like that because, like, as yeah. and like, religion is a thing I'm fascinated by. I'm fascinated by like the extremes of it. I'm exp- It's a human study. It is, especially when like it goes to like the Westboro Baptist Church or um or yeah. like
2: it's like you said, seeing someone who converts as an adult. It's intriguing.
1: Yeah, and it it is a very very interesting of study of the human character. But I just I'm not getting on board. Like it's like nothing a
2: really good friend of mine's extremely christian and like once every six months he'll be like i think it's a good idea i think i'm gonna invite sean to church again and see if i can get him to come and just just come and experience a day with me just to see what my church is all about and uh, and i'm like dude man like thank you for the invite i appreciate it but i'm super fucking not going Mm -hmm. you know and like i would go one time just to like go to see what it's but like i just like they you know it's mm -hmm. indoctrinated into his head that he should save everyone around him and he wants to save me because he loves me and he's my friend you know and i Mm -hmm. i can separate like i can be friends with someone who's muslim or someone who's christian and you know completely let them have their beliefs and let them respect it and i understand that they want to save me so they try to have these conversations to convince me to like to join their club right Mm -hmm. and i always have to be adamant like fuck off thank you but no you know you know me i'm not but they and like in their heart they just want to save me yeah they just want because they think it's real they believe like there's a chance i'll go to hell because i don't believe what they believe Mm -hmm. you know or they'll pray for me and hope that i won't you know and whenever something bads going on in my life when i talk to this friend he, you know at the end of our conversation he's like you know i hope things get better i'll, I'll be praying for you and your family and you know i always oh thanks man you know it never hurts to have people cheering you on
1: right mm-hmm. but, no and that's and that's the other thing too like i have friends that pray and i have friends and i will never take it away from them I, i'm not that guy i'm never going to be the one to like i say i have never yuck another man's yum but I, yeah. like, i'm open to having a discussion about it but like you know, we might have yucked it a bit we, today, well yeah there's a certain
2: but those are like there's a certain amount of like you know it's it just the way we grew up in a society that tried to force us to do things we didn't want to do and so we have animosity towards but, that, but also a lot of distrust
1: but also it's the idea of like this is why i can't get on board with it it's the uh yeah. it's the it's it's why I'm not there it's the why I'm not a part of it it's it's that so it's kind of like my self-explanation of something like that where again I wouldn't take it away from anybody at the same time I just don't want it I just don't want to be a part of it it's like being a Leafs fan I
2: hate it I hate being in the room too it's the same thing like I I stand by my beliefs I am who I am and I'm not changing my beliefs for anybody I don't give a shit who you are where you come from who you are to this is if so like example <clears throat> when you're in a situation surrounded in a room full of rules, okay everybody let us take a moment to play please bow your heads and hold the hands of people I'm like nah, man sorry <clears throat> that's not me i try to respect the culture where i am but i'm not going to change who i am to conform to their beliefs yeah i, I won't like sorry
1: uh, and like there was a time where i was a ta at a school in manitoba and every morning they did their morning prayer, every morning. And I just stood there. I wouldn't, I didn't. Yeah. I just stood there. Like I didn't. Yeah, same. And, I'm not disrespecting it. I'm just not
2: participating yeah. in it because it's and, your, but, your crazy beliefs, not mine. But, so. but
1: then you have to explain to children why you're not participating. And yeah. that I found difficult, which I
2: think is fuck that they are allowed to indoctrinate children at such a young age. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we we got them, you know, we well, have them here to make them listen to us, and you have to conform, conform, conform. Well, it's like the I'm so against. It's like
1: the cigarette company, like it's this line and dogma. If only we had their numbers, like uh, you know, hook them while they're young, and that's the thing. And yep. and uh, there's a line and dogma that I absolutely love when it has to do with religion. When you're a kid your religious cup is very small, so it's really easy to fill. As you get older, that cup becomes bigger and bigger and a lot more difficult to fill. And that's kind of what happens. Like, you and I grew up, and to a certain point, like, I was, like, 13 when I gave up on it. And then you were however old. And then... Six. Yeah. So, like, I was going... Like, to First Communions, I was, like, going to all these things growing up and never having it. So I always thought it was a thing I was being left out of.
2: Yeah. That's tricky, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then there was also, like, bar mitzvahs and stuff that I would go to. And, again, I thought I was, like, missing out on shit because, well, where's mine? Like, I don't.
2: Yeah, exactly. But, again,
1: like, but then, like, I'm also kind of happy to not be a part of it. To, and they can- that's
2: how they get you when you're young is making you feel like you're being left out unless you participate join us mm-hmm. believe pray with us yeah. you know and that's what's scary like I knew a kid who got like into a religious cult because they like you know a, a pretty girl invited him to go you know pray with them and he's like oh shit I'll do whatever this girl wants me to do yeah. <laughs> of course I'll come right. and he gets to this like thing and they were like you know 12, 13, 14 at the time goes to this thing and there's like 18 19 20 21 year olds there waiting and they all surround you in a circle and start all like synchronizing saying the same prayer to evoke a reaction out of you because when these things happen you can't help but get emotional when there's people up in your biz right Mm -hmm. and they like do that as a tactic to like single you out get you alone and then force it upon you in such a weird psychological way that it it makes you react to it. Right. And this guy was fucked up afterwards. Like the hell did I get myself into? Like it's a trap that they use to get people in, you know, and it's just, you experience these things in life and it, it's concerning the overall message. And I think from you and me is that we just want things to be what they say they are Mm -hmm. and to be on the level with things. Like if you're saying you're helping people, help people. But don't do it out of a crazy like you have to believe what I believe attitude.
1: Yeah, you know, like I, I just, I'm a firm believer of D B D. Don't be a dick, and then just yep. try to very simple try to live that life. Like Will Wheaton said it best: just don't be a dick. Yeah, and it's and
2: spread kindness everywhere. That should. And, and I, I also found
1: bit. that some of like in my experience, some of the worst people that I have met in my life are the ones that are religious because they go to confession and then they're absolved of their dickhead behavior
2: yeah exactly which is so fucked up
1: yeah so as long as like
2: you said some of the christians like some of the harshest people i've met are the most religious and you're like what how the fuck does this work yeah but then there's also like a lot of good too you know and it's weird because like it's tough being a human some people fuck and need religion to get through their day, mm-hmm. and I can understand that. And the idea of community, like I said, I wish that there was something that brought people together like that. That wasn't, didn't have to be about believing in. A well, there are story from a couple thousand years ago. Well, no,
1: but see, but there are, and you're a part of many of them. Like you are. As an Oilers fan or a sports fan, yeah. you are as a Star Trek fan. Like if you really, and those like, things
2: are good and they make you feel good. Yeah. to believe in something other people believe in. Yeah. So I, I can relate. Yeah. Like it's fun when you go to an Oilers game and there's eighteen thousand people cheering for the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably fun going to church every Sunday where there's two three hundred people cheering for the exact same. I thing. think like, it's I, part of being I think, think the
1: fun happens after church, where like the the yeah. barbecues or the whatever the fuck that 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 afterwards thing. I I can't be during the sermons.
2: It, I don't know, dude. I've been to some sermons though where you see the people sitting in the front row that are just like eyes wide, locked on to every word, every hand gesture the guy makes. They're just like this is the best part of my fucking week. Mm-hmm. I fucking love what this man's doing up there. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it is like recharging. It recharges mm-hmm. their batteries. It's the same thing with going to a motivational speaker, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's there because they just want to feel better. They want to feel good. And this man's or woman's words are going to do that for them. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. So like, but I understand what you're saying too. A lot of the fun comes after the church is like the interactions, Mm -hmm. the like the picnics, the barbecues, the like the fundraisers, the coming together as a community. Like Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that I just wish was a little bit less religious and a little bit more commonplace. Yeah. Like having, you have community centers in every fucking neighborhood in Edmonton, very rarely do they get used. It would be awesome if like once a week, there was a community thing where everybody in the community felt like it was a great idea to be a part of it. Because if you weren't a part of it, then you'd feel left out, but in like a non-religious way, you know, like mm-hmm. just doesn't exist in that sense, but that's okay. Maybe it will one day
1: no and we can hope so i just like at the end of it you sounded like you missed out on not having your own community i just wanted to point out that you do and yeah no for sure and like (laughs) like so you don't i'm aware i have several
2: communities in many different ways but just yeah
1: yeah i i I also saw this week you went to a recital
2: yeah i sent you a text i thought you would enjoy Mm -hmm. that I was like, and at a lit show right now, bro. Check it out. And I sent him a little uh, picture of the recital.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to get that on the air for one for Kieran because I was that's like, like cause I that started like the issue I had with him and I guess his son by calling <laughs> his recital, and that's exactly what it is it's a recital by definition that's what it is it's not a concert that's funny. it's not a
2: I, I enjoyed very much sending you a picture of it because i knew that it would wet your whistle yeah
1: and i just said <laughs> and i just sent you right back enjoy your recital
2: <laughs> that's funny because that's what
1: it fucking is <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh well yeah without further ado uh, i think that might wrap this one up
1: yeah no i think we did it well today um
2: From aliens to God, from hockey to Buffy. We got you covered, people. Yeah,
1: there you go. Uh, I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story.
2: And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. Have a great weekend. Have a good week. Two
0: sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Tom
2: and Sean Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story. On TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two Sides of the Story Pod at gmail.com.